Hope is to anticipate, usually with pleasure. It's an expectation of or confidence. So hope is the expectation of future good. Mm -hmm. And the biblical uh, definition of, of hope is so much different than the world's view of hope. Yeah. The world's view is more like, I wish that would happen. Yeah. Uh, but really, the biblical definition of hope is that we expect it to happen and we know that it's gonna be a good outcome. Amen, praise God. Hi, welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today, we're talking about the power of hope. Pastor Scott, wife Marilyn, and daughter Christy, that's me, are going to take you through scriptures in the Word of God that talk about hope. Enjoy the message. Hello world. Hello USA. I'm Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church and Lighthouse Ministries. Welcome to our live broadcast. Here in California, we've set our clocks ahead one hour. So we're on a little different time scheme. We hope you're coming in live with us today, even though we've had the time change. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. A little cloudy, but still beautiful. I just thought maybe the rain is gone. We pray it will be gone <laughs> and that the sun would come out. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Say this with me. The Lord is the strength and light of my life. Of whom or what shall I be afraid? Oh, by the way, what do you call four bullfighters in quicksand? I don't know. What? Cuatro cinco. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> hey guys, today I want to talk about the power of hope working in the life of the believer. But first, Christy's here to share a few quick words with you. All right. Hi to all our international friends and hey, hi to all our friends and family from the backyard. Um, just some quick things to say. Well, Dad already touched upon it. Um, Easter is coming up. It's Sunday, April 4th. Yes. So we'll be right here. here, right here, regular time. Um, for those of you that are with us here, um, we'll, we're going to have a kind of a special service. We'll have some light refreshments. Communion. And then, communion. And then a little egg hunt for the kids. Yeah. And, so, yeah. yeah so make Maybe sure some bagels and cream cheese. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so make sure to invite your friends and family. Um, and and invite them to join onto the broadcast too if you're not here with us. In yeah, California. maybe come a little early so that we can have a little fellowship prior to the to the service and broadcast. Yeah, um, and then just a reminder about our Lighthouse app. Um, you can search us through your app store, your Google Play store. It's Lighthouse Church App Laguna Niguel. Uh, we've actually had made some updates to our app. If you go onto the media tab, it, now we have an archive of all of our videos. It takes you to our Facebook page. So you can watch tons of videos on there. Um, That's cool. I yeah, like really that. cool. And then we're working on linking up the podcasts as well. And then um, as far as tithing um, and giving, you can do that through PayPal or Venmo. And that you can link up um, to those uh, on the app themselves. Um, and then I just wanted to give a quick verse on uh, speaking about tithing. Yes. Um, it's in Malachi um, chapter two, and it just says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. I'm gonna kind of skip down and summarize. Sure. For I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will, pour, I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. This is the new living. But I mean, what a great promise. So if we give to the Lord, um, not only in just with our, our like our mon monetary ways, but just giving in other ways to the Lord too. The Lord promises to open up the windows of blessing in our lives. So I really encourage you to really be great givers this year. Right, and if you're being blessed by our broadcast and our service, 
uh, what a great opportunity to sow seed into this ministry and to be blessed, to receive the blessing as Christy just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So it's not really how much you give, it's the fact that you do give. Yeah. And the Lord says the tithe is mine anyway. And so it belongs to the Lord. Praise God, hallelujah. See now, our international crowd may have been a little thrown off with this time change, but, uh, but they'll, they'll figure it out, right? That's true. Yeah, because we went ahead an hour. So uh, anyway, but they'll, they'll find us. We're, we'll be out there. So praise God. Anything else, Christy? No, that's it. Well, praise God. Well, Christy, yes. let's begin with Psalm 31, 24. All right. Be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart all who hope in the Lord. Amen, let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this broadcast. <clears throat> we thank you for the power of the Word of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We pray for every person that's viewing and listening to this broadcast, that you'd touch them, you'd anoint them, you'd strengthen them, you'd heal them. We pray now, Lord Jesus, that you'd speak forth through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Praise God, the power of hope. Mm -hmm. Everybody say that, power the power of, of hope. hope. Or you could say the power of his hope, amen? Yeah. What is hope as related to the believer in Jesus Christ? Hope is to anticipate, usually with pleasure. It's an expectation of or confidence. So hope is the expectation of future good. Mm -hmm. And the biblical uh, definition of, of hope is so much different than the world's view of hope. Yeah. The world's view is more like, I wish that would happen. Yeah. Uh, but really, the biblical definition of hope is that we expect it to happen and we know that it's going to be a good outcome. Amen. Praise God. Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength is in his faithfulness. Amen. We know God is faithful. Hope brings good things to come to pass in our life. Biblical hope not only desires something good for the future, it expects it to happen. Amen. When the word says hope in God, it does not mean cross your fingers. <laughs> it means to use the words of William Carey, expect great things from God. Hallelujah. We, we need to expect great things from God. Amen. And uh, it's interesting. There's a contrast be between hope and faith. And yet they work together in conjunction. Hope operates in the future. It looks to the future while faith is present tense and it is now. Faith is now. However, without hope, faith will not work. Did you hear that? They have to work in conjunction. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty four, 24, the great chapter where Jesus talked about faith. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever things you desire when you pray, that's future tense, right? And then you believe that you receive them and you'll have them. So you see, you got hope and faith working together. Right. Praise God. When you desire something, it's always future tense. Hope requires patience, but is well worth waiting for. The great thing about biblical hope is that goodness is always attached to it. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. <clears throat> Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Who said that? David. King David. Praise God for him, a man after God's own heart. Hope can also be defined as waiting or tearing for something to happen. Our hope is always directed unto the Lord, knowing he is faithful to bring about good and positive things in our life. Praise God. The Lord is pleased when we hope in him. Hallelujah. Many people put their hope in people or things, but we as believers, as Christians, we put our hope in God, amen? The hardest thing with hope is the waiting and not fully knowing what you're hoping for will come to pass. Can you relate to that? 
Let's look at Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is the tree of life. What does that mean? Somebody? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you, well, defer is to like put away. Or, yeah, it hasn't or, come yet. Yeah. And so when you're hoping for something and you're waiting on it and it hasn't happened, yeah. it can actually make you, your heart feel sick, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. But then what's the second part of that, Christy? But when desire comes, it is the tree of life. It is the tree of life. Hallelujah. Praise God. But that's where faith works. As we are hoping for something, we're also standing on the word of God and the promises of God in faith, believing it's going to come to pass. And it's already come to pass. And it will come into fruition. Praise God. Hope never lets us down, but always rewards our faith. Hallelujah. Let's look at Romans 5.5. 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope gets stronger as we reflect on the Lord's faithfulness to us in the past when he rescued us and rewarded us for our faith and hope in him. Guys, reflect back in your life and think of the times when God protected you, rewarded you, blessed you, uh, rescued you, right? Healed you. And we can look back in the past and remember the faithfulness of the Lord when we face the future right now in our present life. Praise God. Keeping a blessing journal and writing down those answered prayers is so strengthening and really does build you up in your faith. As we hope in the Lord, he pours out love to the Holy Spirit and we experience his holy presence. And isn't that what the Christian life is all about? Experiencing his presence, to know him and make him known. Amen. Praise God. This is the fruit of hope, the very presence of God in our life, the imprint and the hand of God upon us. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we are saved through our hope in Jesus and his promises. The God of hope fills us with joy and peace in our believing. Praise God. So hope is attached to joy and peace. I love the phrase, the God of all hope in believing. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13, the love chapter. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Right. So you've got faith, hope, and love, and the greatest is love, but love won't operate without faith and hope. Amen? So they all work together in conjunction once again. The Bible says we have the hope of his calling. Ephesians 1.18. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your eyes, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. The hope of his calling. I want to focus in on that phrase. The hope of his calling is the absolute victory we have and possess in Christ. Praise God. We have the victory. Everybody say, I have the victory, have the victory. in Jesus' name. So I have the victory over the obstacles of life and the difficult circumstances of life the hindrances of life, we have the victory in Jesus' name. We have victory over the world, the flesh, sickness and disease, and the devil. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. The enemy is under our feet. Sickness is under our feet. Amen? Amen. The world is under our feet. The flesh is under our feet. I believe hope creates vision and purpose in our lives. Without vision, the Bible says, the people perish. We, you could say it this way, without hope, the people perish. And hope creates that vision in our life and purpose. It lays out a pathway for us to follow and be blessed. The gospel is a message of hope and good news. Amen? A lot of people don't realize the gospel is good news. 
<laughs> Christians, believers, we have good news for the world. Amen. And Easter's coming. And concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ that changed the course of history forever. Amen. Praise God. This message is a message of hope to the world. We need to proclaim it from the rooftops. It is the story of Easter. Jesus' life, death, burial, and resurrection. And I remember when we were in Israel, how many years ago? A couple years ago. 2017, we went to the tomb. We went to both of the sites where they say Jesus was buried. But the garden tomb really impressed on me. And uh, there, I felt such a serenity and peace. And I really feel that that's where Jesus was buried. And that's where he what? Rose from dead. The stone was rolled back. (laughs) Why do you search for the living among the dead? He's alive. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said, he who drinks of me will have a well of salvation springing up to everlasting life. Praise God. The word of God says hope is the anchor of our soul. It keeps us centered upon Jesus. Let's look at Hebrews 6.19. This hope we have as an anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. Amen. Enters the presence behind the veil. I love that. We enter into his very presence behind the veil that was rent and torn in two for us. When Jesus died on the cross for us, the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom by the hand of God and not man. It's interesting that curtain itself was about 60 feet high. That's huge. Try putting that in your house. And it was four inches thick. And God ripped it from the top to the bottom. Amen. He cried out, Jesus cried out, it is finished to telestai, he said, paid in full. And he gave up his spirit and the curtain was torn in two. The way had been made open for man and God to once again be reconciled as it was in the Garden of Eden. A new covenant had been established with better promises and a much greater hope. Praise God. We are part of the new covenant, guys. The old is gone. It's obsolete. It's done away with. We are now part of the new covenant, the new covenant of his grace and blessing. Hallelujah. Hope is the full assurance to the end. Amen. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 7:19. For the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing of a better hope through which we draw near to God. A better hope through which we draw near to God. Amen. I hope that you're desiring to draw near to God today. The Bible says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Amen. So we have to make an effort. We have to press into the kingdom, press into the things of God. And God will respond to our pressing. Amen. We all face difficult and sometimes dire circumstances in our life. It's then we need hope more than ever to hold on to and to cling to. I'll give you an example. Meryl and I had been married when we were married in 1981. It's interesting. We were married the same year that uh, Prince Charles and Diana were married. uh, Just uh, one month prior to their marriage. Which is kind of interesting with all the things going on with the royals. Um, and we had only been married about three-fourths of a year. And I woke up in my room, our room, in our bedroom, and the paramedics were in my room. Um, That's kind of a weird thing. And uh, I had experienced a grand mal seizure. And Marilyn was alarmed, obviously called the paramedics, and they took me to the hospital. I went to a neurosurgeon, and he said, 
you got a brain tumor, Scott, about the size of a lemon. It's got to come out. And I said, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> we had intended to go to um, Kansas. So he said, okay, but when you get back here, you're going in for that surgery. I said, no problem. So we went on vacation, came back in, and they rolled me in to the surgical room. And Marilyn was clinging onto the gurney, and they had to pry her hands off. When I woke up out of surgery, it wasn't nearly as long as they anticipated. And um, the doctor said, you're a lucky man. That was not a brain tumor. It was what they call an AV malformation, kind of a mass of arteries and veins pressing on my brain, which caused the seizure. And he, he said, we clipped it out. Put some clips in your head. So now when I go through the uh, metal detector at the, at the airport, it sets off. No, it does not set off anything. <laughs> um, but God spared my life. But the point I wanted to make of all of that is that before or while this was going on, God gave me a perfect peace and a hope and a faith and an assurance that things were going to be okay, right? And so when we face those difficult times in life, we need hope more than ever before, and we need faith. Amen? Praise God, and we need his peace, and he's there for us. Praise God, all my soul. (laughs) Well, I want to give you nine ways that hope restores, it strengthens, and blesses us. Amen? Here's number one. Hope is our rest and peace. Psalm 16:9. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. Amen. My flesh will rest in hope. Mm-hmm. We find perfect rest in, in the Lord. Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you're at rest, there is no effort, but only to exercise faith and trust. And remember we talked about last week that the priests wore linen. And uh, the linen represented the work of the Holy Spirit. And there was no effort in that. And wool, I've got a wool coat on today, (laughs) represents the work of the flesh and effort. And the Bible says God's commandments are not burdensome in Jesus Christ. Praise God. Number two, we hope in his mercy and kindness towards us. God has kind thoughts to you. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord's. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. hope. Praise God. He, his mercies endure forever. Let's look at Psalm 33, 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. Hope in his mercy. Mm-hmm. Praise God for his mercy. Number three, we hope in his word. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, 35, 89, 105, and 114. <laughs> psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the book of Psalms. Let's look at, begin with uh, 35. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. That's right. I delight in his commandments. We delight in his word. Yes. Yes. Okay. Next one, 89. 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Stop there. Your word is settled in heaven. Praise God. That means there's no changing of God's word. It's complete forever. It'll never be changed. When you get to heaven, the word of God is still going to be the same. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God abides forever. Okay, Christy, number 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that. And then Psalm 1, I mean, uh, verse 114. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. I hope in your word. Everybody say, I hope in your word, Lord God. I hope in your word, Lord God. Now let's look at Psalm 135. 
I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I do hope. And in his word, I do hope. hope. Praise God. So the word works with hope and hope works with the word. Mm -hmm. Number four, our hope produces happiness and contentment in life. God wants to make your heart glad. <laughs> David said, I was glad when, when they said we were going to go to the house of the Lord. And guys, today you're in the house of the Lord. Right. You're in the presence of the Lord. And the, the anointing of the spirit and the power of the word is being proclaimed. Hope takes us out of this earthly realm into the heavenly realm. Psalm 146.5. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Amen. Number five, we're blessed when we hope in the Lord. Jeremiah 17.7. God wants to bless his people. We're blessed people. And you can't curse what God has blessed. And hope is connected in that, to that blessing. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Amen. Blessed are the people who trust in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Number six, we must believe in our hope. I like that. Romans 4.18, talking about Abraham. Who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So it looked hopeless. God said, you're going to have a son. Abraham was an old man. <laughs> And his wife was aged. And it was an impossibility for them to conceive. And yet God said, you shall have a son. And it'll come from your loins and from your wife. And God spoke that word 25 years prior to the fulfillment of it. And even though it looked hopeless, Abraham believed God and gave glory to God and continued in faith, praising God and giving him the glory and being fully persuaded that what God had promised he would perform. Amen. Now that's faith. And the Bible says Abraham was justified by his faith. He was made righteous because of his faith. And we as well. Number seven, patience produces experience and experience produces hope. You know, when we go through life, we go through experiences, right? Sometimes they're hard experiences. Sometimes they're difficult experiences. But in those experiences, it's producing hope in our life. And when we see the faithfulness of the Lord in our life, it produces greater hope. Romans 5, 4. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Amen. So in our, in our troubles, as we persevere, character comes alive in our life, and that produces hope in our life. Praise God. And hope is really a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit that comes from God, just like faith is. Number eight, we have a living hope because since he lives, we live with him forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a living hope. Let's look at 1 Peter 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten, to, begotten us again to a living hope through the to, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. A living hope. Hope begets hope, and life begets life, and grace begets grace. Number nine, hope has made us holy. Praise God. You don't have to try to be holy. You are holy because you're in him. Amen? And as he is holy, so are we. Let's look at 1 John 3, 3. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Amen. So we are purified because he is purified by this hope. We bear his very nature and likeness. Well, guys, shall we pray? Mm -hmm, yeah. Praise God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word of God. We thank you for the power of hope. 
that strengthens us, blesses us, saves us, and endures us. Lord, we ask now, Lord, that you would reach out through these airwaves, through this broadcast, to those listening and viewing that don't know Christ. They've never been born again. You have no hope, but you need hope in your life and you need faith. Call upon the Lord and he'll come and restore your life. Receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. If that's you out there and you've never received Christ, pray this prayer in the quietness of your heart. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and trespasses and wrongdoings. I repent of those things. And I ask you now, Lord, to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I love you, Lord Jesus. I worship you. I praise you. I will follow you all the days of my life. In your blessed name, I pray. Praise God. And for you fallen away believers, backslidden Christians, you're not walking with Christ. Somewhere along the line, you got sidetracked and you walked away from the Lord. Or you lost your zeal and your love, your first love for the Lord. Pray this prayer if that's you. You know you're a Christian, but you want to come back to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, I lost my first love. I lost the joy of the Lord. I want to come back to you. I want you to restore the joy of my salvation and the peace that I had in you, Lord. I want you to be, once again, my best friend and my Savior and Lord. I ask you now, Lord, to come near to me as I draw near to you. In your name I pray. Amen. It's very peaceful right now. The power of hope is operating. And we prayed also that it wouldn't rain. And it didn't because if it rained, our equipment would be in jeopardy, right? And so... Praise God. God is faithful and he is the God of all hope. Amen. Know this, hope does not disappoint Amen. and it never fails. Keep hoping guys and keep believing and we'll see you this week on my mini broadcast. Blessings to you. The nine ways that hope restores are included in the episode notes. We thank you for joining us on Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. You can watch us live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Well, we'll see you next time. God bless.